Uh, let's see. I want to uh, get into the Word of God, if you turn your Bibles, over to the Gospel of John, chapter number 15. And as we've been going through our series uh, based on relationships and the importance of relationships, I was thinking about the, the different types of people that we connect with as individuals and uh, how we establish those connections, how we establish friendships through those connections and uh, the friendships that we make that are based on common interests, that are based on, on uh, just, just what we like. A lot of times our friendships are based on personal preferences. You know, we've been reading uh, in the news a lot about uh, the autonomous zones and the different areas that are out there in these different cities. And uh, basically what they're supposed to be are places where um, people come and they set up new borders and what they do is they make new laws. Uh, they have new, new plans for their zone and their area. They have rules that they make which determine which people they can associate with, determine which people they can be friends with and have like interests with. And so as we've been watching these things progress, we kind of see how sad that things fall apart pretty quickly. And, um, you know, people start fighting with each other, unfortunately. There have been people who have uh, been killed in these different types of zones. And, um, you know, when you think about the word autonomous, it means self-rule, self-governing. And so what they've done is they've set up these new locations where they can govern themselves, so to speak, and make the rules. But the problem is they make up the rules as they go along. The problem is they make up the rules every day and it, and it ends up where everybody's just looking out for their own bones, as they say. Everybody's looking out to what makes them feel good. And if, if that works, then you can be my friend and you can stay here. If not, well, then you have to find somewhere else. Everybody looks out for themselves. And it's Sad to say, and as we're looking in our, our uh, text in the Gospel of John, I want to read Psalms, something out of the book of Psalms briefly. 142 and verse 4 kind of gives us an understanding of what I've been talking about. How the psalmist is writing, and he's crying out to, to the Lord. Listen to what he says. Look on my right hand and see, for there is no one who acknowledges me. Refuge has failed me. No one cares for my soul. It almost sounds like these places that people set up to try and find refuge and try to find friendships. And the, and the bottom line is that when people do that, when we do that as the people of God, outside of God's word, outside of what God says, uh, develops godly friendships, then we run into trouble. We end up like this, the, the writer of Psalms, come crying out and saying, uh, no one cares for my soul. Perfect example of what happens when we build friendships and relationships outside of God's word and we make our own rules and we build our own borders around us and determine who can and who cannot come in. In the Gospel of John chapter 15 and verse 15 John writes and Jesus is re recording the words of Jesus and uh, Jesus speaks and he says to the disciples and to those who are listening 
No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. And that's such a powerful scripture. Such a powerful truth because, you know, when you think about friendships, and I want you to think about your friendships that you have, those people that you call friends, those folks that you have built relationships uh, with, what are those friendships and relationships based upon? What are they founded upon? And what we need to do is take a look at God's Word so we can see what a real friend is, so we can see what real friendships are to be built and based upon according to the Word of God and not just whatever makes us feel good or whatever we want to hear. What does God's Word say about friendship? Jesus is saying, hey, I'm not holding anything back from you. All that God has revealed the Father to me, He says, I want you to know because I want you to be blessed. I want you to be safe. I want you to experience all the joy that, that, that heaven can bring to your life. I want you to experience uh, the blessings of God. And so I'm not holding anything back, but I am going to be your friend. And because I'm a true friend, I'm going to help you. Uh, I'm not going to hide anything from you. And I think a lot of times we run into problems in our relationships with people, with those we call friends, because... You know, we're all guilty of it. We hold things back, don't we? There are things that we don't reveal to, to those that we call friends. There are things that we kind of hold back because we don't want them to know about us. And, you know, the good thing about it is that Jesus is the best friend anybody could ever have. You want a good friend? You want to, you know, forget, you can get a dog, but that's okay. You know how the saying goes, if you want a good friend, get a dog. But, but let me tell you something, even better than a dog, let me tell you, you can have Jesus as your friend uh, because he will always be there for you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. In spite of what we think, what we do, Jesus said, uh, I call you friends. I want to show you what real friendship is about, what real love uh, is about. Jesus' friendship Unfortunately, many times uh, what, what the world, what we build friendships upon, Jesus, his friendship has to do with loyalty, has to do with trust, it has to do with a special kind of love that goes beyond the love that this world knows. Think about your friendships. We all have those general friendships that we just wave to people. Hi, how you doing? The ones we see every day, you go to work, you go to school, you know, or, or wherever you are in your neighborhood, See, you know, hey, how's it going? You just wave and kind of smile and move on. That's just a connection. You know, that's just someone that we know but don't really have a deep relationship. These are just friendships based on social interaction and respect. And I think that's where we're having a lot of problems nowadays, that people have lost the respect of just having just a, a nice interaction without having to, to hurt somebody, without having to, to, to be hateful at someone. You know, where, what happened to the world where you, you, you could just, you know, you don't have to agree, you don't have to be on my side, but you know what, how you doing today? And move on. Those are the connections that a lot of us 
that we have, and, and, and unfortunately, you know what, they've, they've gone by the wayside simply because there's, this, there's a spiritual battle that's going on that kind of separates people. It, it puts people at odds with each other, and we sense that in this world. We sense that divisiveness that's taking place. Romans chapter 15 and verse 2, it, it, it gives us kind of a picture. See, when you base your friendships and relationships upon the Word of God, then, then we're going to be successful. Then we're going to, to have good relationships. And, and Paul writes in Romans in verse 2 of chapter number 15, let every one of us please his neighbor for his is good to edification. So, do we try to, you know, when we're talking about just people that we know, that people that, that we're friends with, you know, just, hi, how are you? Do we try to please them? Do we try to edify them and, and be good to them? Or, 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 you know, are we just like angry all the time? And you know what, I heard about you and, you know, you're not going to be my friend anymore. You know, then, then we have the, the, the level of friendships that go beyond just a general, hi, how you doing kind of friendship. It's a friendship that now is, is based on some loyalty and trust. The kind of, you know, uh, relationship and friendship that has to do with common denominators, you know. You, you notice that people kind of hang together. They have certain interests in common. They like the same sports teams, you know. They, they like the same kind of, kind of uh, food, if that's the case. And boy, they got how, a lot of friends there, you know. And, and they, they, their friendships are based upon the loyalty, as long as you're loyal to the team that I like, you know, you're my friend. You're my, in fact, I'll let you be my, what is it called, uh, BFFL forever. <laughs> you know, and you can do that because you like what I like and, and, and you know what, you like the teams that I like. It's a common denominator. And you're my dog, as they say. You're my, my homie, you know. You're, you're, till the wheels fall off. You know, there's loyalty there involved. There is trust involved because I, I trust you to do what I like and what I feel is good until they steal our girlfriend or our boyfriend or until they take our wife or our husband. We live in a crazy world, man. Right? And then they're no, they're no longer a BFFL or a, 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 my homie anymore. Crazy world, I tell you what. See, and, and even though the world has a type of loyalty and a type of trust, you know what it's missing? It's missing the love of Jesus. It's missing God's love. Because when you, when you start looking at what Jesus is saying, that I call, no longer are you slaves or servants, because a master doesn't tell his servant what he's doing or what he's thinking. He says, none of your business, just do your job, right? Kind of like at work. Your boss, you know, he doesn't tell you all the whole picture. He just says, do your job. You don't need to know why. It's because I tell you why. That's why. Jesus is not like that. He wants us to know. And when you start to build friendships and relationships based upon the kind of love, loyalty, and trust that Jesus shows to us, I'll tell you what, you're, you're going to have more friends uh, in your life than you ever thought you could have. You're not going to have such a big turnover in friendships that you may be experiencing now simply because no longer are your friendships and relationships based upon what I feel, what I like, and what I don't like, but it's based upon what does God say? 
What do I need to do to, to help that person, to be good to that person? You know, I think a lot of us get our feelings hurt unnecessarily. Because I kind of laid out some levels of friendship, didn't I? There's a common acquaintance, hi, how you doing, take it easy, kind of thing, and, you know, and you're on your way. Then you got the ones that are a little closer. You know, and when, we, and when they violate us or they get angry with us, we get our feelings hurt. And we, are, we get all messed up inside and I don't want to come to church anymore. I don't want to see your face anymore. But you know what? We shouldn't let that happen for the simple reason is if we know who they are and, and, and we know the level of, of trust that we have with them, you know what? That's okay. Don't worry about it. Just go do what you need to do or be, be what you want to be or, or, you know what, like, like the Chargers instead of the Rams. I don't care. That's fine. With me, it's no big deal. Well, some of you don't go that far, man. I can already tell. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. No, you guys are hardcore. The highest level of friendships and confidence and trust is the kind of love that Jesus gives us, talks about. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. And all that's involved in God's love and how it, it gives room and how it brings a, a, a place where, you know what, we're not, we're not going to wear you down. We're not going to tear you down, but we're going to show some patience. We're going to show some, some latitude in your life. Jesus calls us friends. And when we understand what God's friend zone, I entitled, that's what I entitled this, this sermon, because we all have our zones, you know, like those autonomous zones and this zone and that zone. This, God has his own zone, friend zone, that when we build friends upon that kind of of relationship that Jesus has with us and that we can show to other people, there, there will be healing in our lives. There will be healing in, in other people's lives because we'll be able to help them understand. One of the greatest biblical examples of a godly friendship that we can uh, see and read about in the Word of God is in 1 Samuel chapter number 18 between Jonathan and, and, and David, King David before he was king. And we see the loyalty and we see the trust. But what held that loyalty and trust and what made that loyalty and trust something different than what the world was or has was God's love in that loyalty and trust. The Bible says that Jonathan loved David and David loved Jonathan with that godly love and it was that godly love that caused them to be loyal to each other in spite of the awkwardness of, hey, Jonathan going against his father, King Saul. And uh, David, his love for Jonathan, knowing that Jonathan was going to go against uh, his father and that he could trust Jonathan with everything that he was about, his plans, who he was. And it was God's love that held that friendship, loyalty, commitment, and trust together. Nowadays, these kinds of friendships are difficult to find. Because today, friendships are based on, if you do this for me, if you treat me right, if you make me feel good, 
Tell me what I want to hear. Then you can be my friend. But if, if that's not going to happen, then, you know, stay out of my zone. We build a wall. And now they're not in my friend zone anymore. Friends, unfortunately, this world has a lot to learn about what friends and friendship is all about. I read an article that was dealing with outing and snitching. Now, I hope nobody's going to out us here today. I hope nobody's going to go on, 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 online and start snitching. What am I talking about? Well, the NBA set up a snitch hotline for players to snitch on each other for not maintaining their social distancing. I think Dwight Howard was the latest Laker to, to get outed and snitched on. You know, I think it's really terrible. I think it's See, this is what we've come to. I mean, these guys play together. They're supposed to be friends they're supposed to help one another. But yet we find them snitching on each other. What, 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 what's the, what was the phrase that we heard uh, a couple of months ago? Snitchers get rewards. <laughs> what, what does that do for society? How, how does that build trust and loyalty? When you look at someone and say, I'm not sure if they're really my friend. They may be wearing the same colors, but you know, I'm not sure if they really love me. Listen to the psalmist again in chapter 41 and in verses 9 and 10. Listen to what he has to say about this. Even my close friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, he ate my food. He came to my house and sat at my table. And he smiled at me. He has lifted up his heel against me. But you, O oh Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up. You know, I'm not so sure if I would call a snitch a friend. I don't know what you think. You know, I grew up in, 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 in a family way back when raised in East Los Angeles. And my uncles, um, for the Spanish-speaking folks here, they were traviesos, <laughs> troublemakers. They were involved in all kinds of crazy junk, heavy stuff. And what you didn't do in that neighborhood, Maravilla, there in East Los Angeles, you did not snitch on anybody. And you learned that from a kid growing up. Your cousins rammed it into your head. Your uncles rammed it into your head. My grandmother even rammed it into my head. Mijo, son, you're, you're not, you don't do that. And that's something that, that we grew up with understanding. You know what? People have to do, deal with their own thing. That's, they're they're going to deal. But we live today in a place where people who call each other's friends don't even know what that means anymore. Because if you don't do what I feel is good and what I feel is right, well, then I'm dropping the dime on you. 
Psalms 55 and verse 12. Listen again. For it is not an enemy who reproaches me. Then I could bear it. Nor is it one who hates me, who has exalted himself against me. Then I could hide myself from him. But it is you, a man my equal, my companion and my familiar friend. We who had sweet fellowship together walked in the house of God in the crowds. Wow. See, the reason I'm preaching this today is because we all have relationships. We all make friends. We all want to be friends. We all want to have friends. And unless we build a relationship and a friendship based not upon, upon what is popular or what zone is, 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 is the, the rage of the day, but upon the Word of God, then we're going to continue to suffer. We're going to continue to have broken friendships, broken relationships, simply because of, of God's love and what that really means, not being involved in that relationship, but simply purely based upon feelings and what I want and what I like. See, as I close this down, I think that most of us here would look at one another and we come to the church and we spend time together, a lot of time together for a lot of us. And we feel like we are friends. We know that we are close. And there's a strategy of the enemy because the scripture tells us the house divided against itself cannot stand. And we see that not only in, 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 in the world, but we also see that in the Christian world where many times... Division comes and, and removes people who, whom otherwise God had a special plan for. God had something he wanted to accomplish in their lives, but because they fell victim to a deceptive strategy of the enemy, they're no longer apart or they're, they're doing something else or they've just left God completely. You know, I was reading yesterday... Um, Hey, I've got to wind this down, but I was reading an article yesterday that talked about the coronavirus issue that we're all having to experience and how that affects the church and the different, uh, different uh, AIDS groups of the church. And what it said was that what happened when the shutdown came in March, that there was something like 40% of people who used to go to church stopped going to church. They're not coming to church anymore. Tells you something about relationships, doesn't it? That they just left the church. They left the, the, you know, like Elvis has left the building. They're gone. No, no more to be seen. Then it said another percentage, what happened, is, is that uh, the ones who used to watch online and the ones who, who uh, were, were dedicated to that no longer do that at all. They've just left it completely. And they're doing other things. What, what is that? That's a strategy of the enemy. It's a strategy of the enemy to divide the people of God, to rob people of the relationships and the friendships that God builds in a setting like this. Don't you thank God that whether outside or inside, we can have a relationship based upon God's word that, that supersedes anything else?
and, and that can survive if we allow it to. The battles and the strategies that the enemy wants to bring against us. And as a body of believers, we need to take to heart and stand firm upon what God's word has to say. Don't feel like Jesus says he calls us friends. Don't feel like you're not good enough to be a, a part of the people of God. Jesus knows all about us. He knows me. You know, in friendships, as I started off saying, we keep things from people. We don't tell people things, and probably rightly so. We don't tell them our thoughts, everything we're thinking. But Jesus knows everything before we even speak it or even think it. So what does that mean when Jesus says, I call you friend? Don't worry, you're not going to hurt me. Don't worry, you're not going to surprise me. Bring what you have to me. Give me your faults. Give me your shortcomings. Give me your hang-ups. I know them already. I love you anyway. I'll be there with you. I will be there for you. John chapter 4 and verse 29. This man had an encounter with Jesus. Uh, and listen to what he says to the people. He says, come and see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Wow. Jesus knows everything about us. And he still loves us. Isn't that exciting this morning? Wow. I'll tell you what. That's a true friend right there. Like no other friend in this world. And if you're here today and you're searching for friendship, you're looking to belong somewhere. You can belong to the family of God. You can allow Jesus Christ to be your friend this morning. Because he already knows you and knows everything. He created you. Jesus experienced everything that you will ever experience, felt everything that you would ever feel, but yet he was sinless, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15. It says that we have a high priest who knows our weaknesses and our shortcomings, experienced the loneliness you may be experiencing right now. He experienced the disappointments that you may be experiencing right now. His disciples, those who were close to him, denied him. You know, when the enemy lies to you about nobody loves you, nobody cares about you, nobody recognizes you, nobody appreciates you, I want to tell you, Jesus does. I want to tell you, Jesus knows every part of you, knows everything about you, and he cares about you this morning. We have an advocate, a support person, a spokesperson before God the Father, and his name is Jesus Christ. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. First John chapter 2 and verse 1. Jesus always loves me. He always loves you. No matter what, you don't have to worry. People don't love you. Your friends don't love you anymore. 
Thank God for the Son of God. Thank God for Jesus that in spite of me, in spite of what I, what I, what, what's going on in my life, He always loves me. For God so loved the world. And He loves you here this morning. As we bow our heads this morning and our music platform makes the way to the stage. Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 17 says, A friend loves at all times. Jesus says, I call you friend. And that means he loves you every single day of your life. He does not love the sin if there's sin in your life. But he loves you, his creation. And he wants to tell you the truth because he tells me the truth. Always meets my needs and he always tells me the truth about what's going on in my life. No ulterior motives. No selfish motives. But because he says, I keep nothing from you, I'll tell you what needs to change in your life. I'll let you know what's hurting you. I'll let you know those things that are robbing you of experiencing the joy of God, the peace of God. He says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden and you're weighed down. He says, I'll give you rest. I'll give you peace that passes all the understanding this world has. All the comprehension. You can come to Jesus because he's our friend, he says. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but through him. As we bow our heads this morning and, and close our eyes for a few moments. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you've lost some friends. Maybe you kind of feel alienated. You feel like nobody ever wants to be your friend. No one ever wants to associate with you. And you feel like there are certain standards that I have to fit into in order to be a part of this group, to be in that zone. Well, for you today, I say, God has his zone. It's called salvation, forgiveness of sin, redemption. It's called freedom. And in this zone, according to the word of God, your sins can be forgiven. The weight of guilt and shame can be lifted. And so maybe you're here today and you want a new start. You want a, a good relationship with God. Jesus doesn't want you to be an acquaintance. He doesn't want you to be just a distant Someone often uh, just knowing about him. He wants you to know him personally. So you can experience his love, his loyalty, his trust.